Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Inna alhamdulillah na'hmaduhu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillah falamudillalah wa man yudlil falantajida lahu waliyan murshida wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah al-ahadu al-qahhar wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqu Allah haqqa tuqatih وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Indeed, all praise and thanks belongs to Allah Taala alone. We seek His help, His assistance and guidance in all things. He whom Allah Taala guides, there is none that can misguide Him. And He whom Allah Taala leads astray, there is none that can guide Him. Except through the will and permission of Allah Taala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib al-Hashimi al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind, O you who believe, fear Allah. Fear Allah as he deserves to be feared. And do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa ahlil uqtatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Alhamdulillah. This is lesson five in our Monday night tafsir series. Now, Today we are going to cover the concept of Al-Basmalah. Now, the Basmalah, my brothers and sisters, is the statement, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, which is commonly translated as, in the name of Allah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Now, before we get to that, يعني, for the sisters uh, and the brothers who are shy to ask questions, uh, take down the number 343 Three, that's a nice one. Three, four, three, seven, six, three, three. That's for the website Slido, so that you can ask questions. And inshallah, after the lesson, we will get to the questions. Barakallahu fikum. Now, something for the people that are watching at home, you won't be able to hear the answers. But if you want to send questions for us, ahlo sahlan. Um, but that will just be for the brothers and sisters who are in the class today. Now, the concept of al basmalah Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Imam al-Tabari rahimahullah who died in the year Who said 371? Because I'm about to kick him out 300 and so Someone told me that they're going to memorize it by this week 310 Hijri I'm going to keep you up on that I'm not looking away But I'm going to keep you up on that inshallah Imam al-Tabari rahimahullah Who died 310 After the Hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He said Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala glorified is his mention and holy are his names instilled in the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the etiquette by teaching him to mention the perfect names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before every action and by this teaching him of the etiquette it became to the rest of the creation an example thereby to follow and a path to adhere to to begin their statements, the beginning of their writings and books, their needs, to the extent where that which is intended is evident by one saying Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim and it is not mentioned on the tongue. Now, Imam Tabari Rahimahullah is saying that this adab of us having to say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim was given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And by giving him this adab, 
that you have to mention Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name before all of your actions. This became a path to follow upon for the rest of the ummah. That you have to start everything you do, whether it's your statements or your writings or whatever haja you have, your needs that you have, you have to begin by mentioning the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, he says that this is so important and you have to do it in all of your affairs that takhfifan lakum, to make it easier for you, you don't have to mention what you are actually doing. It's assumed what you are doing. He goes on to mention, to further help us understand what this means. He says that the one who says Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim and then proceeds to read a chapter of the Quran, it is evident that the intention was that I read by the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Just as the one who says Bismillah, as he begins to get up or sit down, or the rest of his actions, it is evident from his statement that it means I stand, I sit by mentioning the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his remembrance and he mentions that this is the more correct meaning of Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim then Imam al-Tabari rahimahullah continues and mentioning يعني, in different aqwal of the meaning of al-Basmala but at the end he summarizes his statement into a beautiful way he says that the meaning of the Basmala at the beginning of an action or a statement is I begin this is the meaning of Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim as mentioned by Imam Al-Tabari. What does it mean? I begin by, mention, by the mentioning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before my action and before my statement. I begin by the mentioning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before my action or, and before my statement. And also the meaning of the Basmalah before one reads the Qur'an, again from Imam Tabari rahimahullah, is that it means I begin my recitation by the mentioning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I begin my recitation by the mentioning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or I read beginning with the mentioning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, they're, they're a bit different. There's a little subtlety in there. And I want you genuinely, that's your homework, to ponder over the difference of these two. The first is I begin my recitation by mentioning by the mentioning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second is Aqra, I read. Beginning with the mentioning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I want you all to just sit there for a bit, genuinely. And I'm going to ask you, what did you come with? What was the difference between the two? What's the subtleties of these two statements? Because he's saying that these are two possible meanings. Which means there's a subtlety in there. Which means there's no point repeating the same thing twice. So, the first is, I begin my recitation by the mentioning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second is, I read beginning with the mentioning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah who died when? 671, MashaAllah, someone is on the ball. Now, he says 
The scholars have said, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim is an oath of our Lord. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, as mentioned by Imam Al Qurtubi, Rahimahullah, according to the scholars of this nation, is an oath from our Lord. He revealed it at the head, yani the beginning of every chapter. He takes an oath to his servants that indeed. This which I have placed for you, O my slaves, in this chapter is truth. And indeed, I ensure to fulfill to you all everything that I have guaranteed in this chapter from my promises, my kindness, and my devotion. So, what is Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim according to the scholars as mentioned by Imam Al Qurtubi? It's an oath by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is saying, that Allah is stating that He is the guarantee, guarantor for what? That which comes in the surah. He's guaranteeing it. He is saying that everything in here is truth. And I will fulfill my oath to you. I will fulfill that which comes in this chapter. I am telling you that this is from me. That is what Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim indicates to all of us. That whatever you read is truth. It's wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's munazzal. It's not the kalam of anyone else. It's like a seal on the chapter that it is approved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. He continues and says, Who continues? Someone said Tabari. Come on. <laughs> Imam al-Qurtabi rahimahullah continues. Wallahi, I love you. Whoever it was, I love you. It's good. Keep, keep it up. Keep it up. Yani, get the right answer. <laughs> he continues, Imam Al-Qurtubi Rahimahullah, who died when? 671 Hijri. He continues and says, And Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim is from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed in our book and exclusively upon this nation, this ummah, after it was revealed previously to Sulaiman alayhi salam. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah continues and says, Indeed, some, uh, he says, and some of the scholars have stated, Indeed, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim entails in it the entire Sharia, all of Islam, inside of Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, because it indicates and implies and is an evidence for the being and form the that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It implies and indicates and is an evidence for the being and form the that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for his sifat, his characteristics. Now, Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, just as a final thing, he says, and this is correct. Now over here, the scholars have stated something this. A big statement Inside of Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Is the entire Sharia How do we understand this? He's saying that it guides us To what? It's an evidence for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's existence In actuality The that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The being, the essence The form of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And his sifat, his characteristics Why does that entail in it the entire Sharia? Anyone can tell me? Sorry, I thought that was a handout. 
Okay. Fixing <laughs> your hair too. <laughs> you don't have long hair anymore, Habibi. Now, what does this, يعني, how does this happen? Is where does everything come from? Where does this religion stem from? It's Tawheed, it's the understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah sent the messengers, Allah created everything, Allah sent the books. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legislated. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite wisdom created everything as it is. So in this, يعني, if you're guiding to this, if all we had was this, then you have the being of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the essence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that is what put everything else into being. And so in it is a summary that at the essence of everything is Allah. We follow Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to. That he was Uswatun Hasana. That he was the perfect example. And that he sent us the book. Allah did. And he, يعني, it's Kalamullah. All of it goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So over here, if you have something that guides to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you understand why this could be the summary of the entire sharia. Because everything comes back to, يعني, if we had to say, why do we pray? Allah ordered us. Why do we give zakat? Allah ordered us. Why do we give, do siyam? Allah ordered us. Why do we do hajj? Allah ordered us. Why do we do the shahada? Allah orders us. Yani all of these things we can just keep going back to Allah, Allah, Allah. No, don't keep saying it yani, as a weird, yani, with the, don't do it in a chant, don't turn off the lights yet. Uh, <laughs> yani, so over here, if it all guides back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it becomes what? <clears throat> it becomes. يعني, a summary of the entire sharia It indicates why? Because it indicates and is an evidence for the being the, the that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Now the meaning of Allah So we took bismillah Right? That we proceed to do whatever we do By the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala By mentioning the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala By remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But what does Allah mean? Allah is يعني, the first thing that we see Right? In the name of, and, and then Allah Okay, so the tafsir of the statement of Allah Is <clears throat> based upon the meaning that was transmitted to us On the authority of Ibn Abbas anhu, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him and his father So, uh, and this is mentioned by Imam al-Tabari rahimahullah but next week I'll confirm that on the top of my head it is by Imam Al-Tabari rahimahullah. He says the tafsir of the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah in Bismillah, is that it is based upon the meaning that was transmitted to us by who? By Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. That it is He that is the Lord of everything and the one who is worshipped by every creation. And Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma said, as narrated by Abu Qurayb rahimahullah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the statement of Ibn Abbas, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what's the definition of it? Is the one who is attributed with al-uluhiyyah. Al-uluhiyyah, lordship. And al-ubudiyyah, the one who is worshipped. By who? By all of his creation. So Allah is the one who is attributed to with Al-Uluhiyyah, Divine Lordship. And Al-Ubudiyyah, the one who is worshipped by all of his creation. 
Now something that is important to note is that the word that we have in the Quran is Bismillah. Right? There's a ba, there's a seen, there's a meme, and then Allah. Where it's comprised of two words here. Right? Ba is one word which has a meaning, yani by the or in the. By the or in the. And ism means name. So in the name of or by the name of, right? That's what bismi comes down to. So ism means name. So it technically should be bi ismillah. By ism. Ism is a word. Where did that alif go? Right? Right now we're saying bismi. If you look in the Quran, you open it, it's ba, seen, and then neem. There's no alif there. So where is that alif? Where did it go? Why am I mentioning it? Because Imam al-Baghawi mentioned something about this. He mentions, what, what, what year did Imam Baghawi die? 516. My boy, he's come with his promise. Alhamdulillah. Imam al-Baghawi, rahimahullah, who died in the year 516, after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, stated that the alif of ism in bismi, the alif of ism was dropped. For the reason of easiness and shortening right to make it easy and because of its extensive and numerous uses because of how often you have to say it it's done in a way that it makes it easy for you to say bismi instead of bi ismi that alif was dropped for that reason because of how often you're supposed to say it you're supposed to do it before every action. Before every, يعني, every time you talk, يعني, the Prophet ﷺ, before his speeches, would start off with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And if he would send letters, it would be Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And we're going to get to that, the history of Bismillah. But before you start anything, it's Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. So just making it easy for you, the alif was dropped, as mentioned by Imam al baghawi He later says that the alif cannot be dropped if a word is connected to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nor if it was used with other than ba, with b and ism. I know it's a bit technical now. Is this getting over your head? Is this interesting? Yeah. <laughs> um, so over here, the ba is connected to the ism, and the alif is dropped. Now, if the if it was a fa instead of a ba, if it was fa and then ism, you can't say fasmullah. Fasmillah. You can't say that. It has to be fa ismillah or fa ismullah. Right? You have to use the alif there. It cannot be dropped. Why is it important? Imam Baghawi deemed it important enough to mention it, and that's why we're mentioning it. Because he says if it was connected to anything other than Allah, if it was my name, your name, you can't do it. It's only to Allah and it has to be with the ba. That's yani, inshaAllah, all we need to say about that. What about the meaning of Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim? So for this, I want to mention three narrations. Uh, two of them were mentioned by Imam Al-Tabari, rahimahullah. Uh, but why I want to do this is because when we start Al-Fatiha, one of the verses in Al-Fatiha is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. So we have to take it again. So because of that reason, <coughs> this will be uh, a verse that we need to cover. So I'm just going to mention يعني, uh, shortly that which was mentioned about Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim specifically over here. So the first narration 
is narrated is an, is the narration of Al Arzami, Al Arzami, who died around the year 145 Hijri. He stated, Rahimahullah, Ar Rahman Ar Rahim, Ar Rahman is the merciful to all of the creation, and Ar Rahim is the merciful to the believers exclusively. So when someone asks you for the dalil of this, it's important to know where it came from. Right? That's why it's mentioned in the translation sometimes, merciful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this creation, in, of his creation in his dunya and in the hereafter for the believers. But you need to know the dalil for every statement that you have. So over here, the first statement is of Al-Arzami, who died in the year 145 Hijri who stated that Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim is Ar-Rahman, the merciful to all of the creation, and Ar-Rahim, the merciful to the believers exclusively. The other narration is that which was narrated by Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhu said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Isa alayhi salam said Ar-Rahman, the merciful in the hereafter and the dunya, and Ar-Rahim, the merciful in the hereafter. Ar-Rahman, the merciful in the hereafter and the dunya, and Ar-Rahim, the merciful in the hereafter. Also, Ibn Abbas, rahimahullah, stated, as mentioned by Imam Al-Baghawi, rahimahullah, that Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim are two gentle names, and one is more gentle than the other. Yani one is more expressive of gentleness than the other. So over here, what does this mean? Yani Ar-Rahman, for yani this world, uh, merciful to all of the creation Ar-Rahim, merciful to the believers exclusively What's, يعني, How do we understand this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the giver of life and death Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar-Razzaq Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives sustenance Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created everything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is, is the one who has given you the ability to see The ability to talk The ability to just be alive and breathe This Rizq that is here, this ni'mah that's there Is for the believers and for the kuffar Everyone enjoys in it No one can say that for Allah just gives the Muslims their life And how the rest of them standing right? So over here something that is important to note That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful in this dunya Just the fact that they have the ability to breathe For the kuffar is enough of rahmah for them And just the effect, يعني, ability that they can enjoy Some of the worldly pleasures of this world In whatever way it is is a rahmah for them, right? It's a mercy in there that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't take them from adab to adab, which will happen the moment, yani. Allah salamu alafiyah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, ya Rabb. So that's for the kuffar and the believers. And it's mercy in this world. As for the believers, right, in the day of judgment, there's only going to be one type of rahmah there. And that's only going to be for the believers. Now, how do we understand the statement that it's rahmah? In the dunya and the akhirah and rahim in the akhirah only. So where's the rahmah in the akhirah? Where is it? So some of the scholars have stated that just the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala measures every single act that every single person has done and he does not add nor does he decrease is a rahmah for them. He doesn't add if they were evil just because they were evil he doesn't add on to it. Just here because they deserved it. No. It's a rahmah upon them that they get justice. And that no one will be يعني, harmed in a way that he doesn't deserve. That's rahmah, even to those who are going to be punished. يعني, someone 
who did zina is not going to be in the same punishment as someone who murdered a hundred people. Yes? So over here, that in itself is a mercy. So then we can kind of understand that yes, there is a form of rahmah in the hereafter for even the disbelievers, and that is that they get their accounts as they deserve, and that nothing is added onto it, and they don't يعني, receive that which they did not do. However, the rahmah that is for the believers is from the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world and the hereafter. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides the believers to the truth. This is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? You can't guide who you love. This was يعني, something that you have to understand. Hidayah biyadillah. Al-hidayah biyadillah. That guidance is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So over here, this guidance is a mercy for you. This guidance is for you, a rahmah. So specifically for the believers, they have a mercy. And for the kuffar, they يعني, enjoin in other mercies, which is the blessings of this world. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, ya Rabb. Now what is some of the history regarding Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim? Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, who died when? 671, mashaAllah. He says that al-Sha'bi and al-A'mash rahimahumullah narrated that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would write in his letters Bismikallahumma by your name O Allah until he was ordered to write Bismillah and then he would just write Bismillah and then when it was revealed Say, call on to Allah or call on to Ar-Rahman. He would then write, Bismillah Ar-Rahman. Because it's either call on to Allah or call on to Ar-Rahman. So he would combine and say, Bismillah Ar-Rahman. And then it was revealed, Innahu min Sulaiman. وَإِنَّهُ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ <coughs> It is from Sulaiman and it reads بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ Then he wrote it. Now this hadith shows us what that the Prophet ﷺ stayed upon what the Quraysh were upon previously. That they would start their letters and their يعني, writings with Bismikallahumma. Oh by by the name by your name, O oh Allah. A form of calling unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the order came down to say Bismillah. So he said Bismillah. Then it was either يعني, call unto Allah or Rahman. So he added that on. And then when it came in uh, the chapter, which we're gonna take inshaAllah, that it was from Sulaiman. Sulaiman had a letter. And he sent it and they said that it is from Sulaiman and in it, it said Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and then the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wrote it. Now this hadith subhanallah shows us how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would begin his letters. But over here there's a slight issue, who can tell me? <coughs> who can tell me the issue? Yeah, <laughs> my man. Okay, it says that he wrote it. He wrote it. Can the Prophet, could the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam write? No, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam neither could read nor could he write. So here we would say that he would command his companions radiallahu anhum ajma'een 
to write for him as in the famous example of Sulhul Hudaybiyah where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam had Ali radiallahu an as his scribe and he yani the story is famous that he initially wrote Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and then Suhail ibn Amr came at that time he wasn't a Muslim and he said we know Allah but we don't know Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim So make it how we used to write it and write Bismik Allahumma So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ordered Ali Write Bismik Allahumma And then it said Min Muhammad Rasulullah They said we know you as Muhammad Ibn Abdullah If we knew that you were Rasulullah Then we wouldn't have fought you So let's just call you Muhammad Ibn Abdullah That's what we know you as and that's what's يعني, actually correct That's what he said that that's what's actually factual So let's write it as it is and then he ordered Ali radiallahu an to wipe it off and say, to strike it and say, Muhammad, this is from Muhammad ibn Abdullah, the son of Abdullah. And Ali radiallahu an refused out of not wanting to disgrace the name of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, where is it on the page? He didn't know. He didn't know. So he didn't have the ability to read. So over here, then it was pointed to him and then he wiped it off. He يعني, struck that part of the parchment. <coughs> so over here, we know that the Prophet ﷺ had scribes. So when it, may, when it says he wrote it, يعني, he commanded for it to be written. Now something also that is important in this verse is that it was revealed, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, the only previous Prophet to have this statement that we know for a fact was Sulaiman salam. Now when was the Basmala revealed? When was Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim revealed? There is a hadith, but it is da'if in Sunan Abi Dawood uh, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not write Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim until Surah An-Namal was revealed. What was revealed in Surah An-Namal? Who can make the joint cause? The ayah that we just took, right? That is from Sulaiman and in it is Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So over here, it, يعني, it is mentioned in this hadith that the Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, that the messenger did not write it until Surah Namal was revealed. Now, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, يعني, the Basmala, is it a verse of Surah Al-Fatiha or another chapter or it's not a verse at all? And this is a big one. This is a very, very big يعني, topic. And... We go through, um, يعني, we go through, sorry? Bismillah, oh no, not a question, just running back. Oh, that's nice. Now, the Basmala, was it from uh, Al-Fatiha or another chapter, or it wasn't from any chapter? Now, there is a statement of Ja'far al-Sadiq, who was the, can someone tell me? Ja'far al-Sadiq, the great, the great-grandson of Al-Husayn who stated that the Basmala is the crown of the chapters of the Qur'an. The Basmala, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim is the crown of the chapters of the Qur'an. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah who died in the year 671 says that this is an evidence that the Basmala is not a verse of Al-Fatiha, nor other than it. He says that this is an evidence that the Basmala is not a verse of Al-Fatiha, nor other than it. 
Yani he is saying that it is an evidence that the Bismillah, that the Basmalah is not a verse from any chapter of the Qur'an. That's what Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah says that this statement means. He said, the scholars have differed regarding this issue in three opinions. Yani whether the Bismillah was a verse or not. In two, three opinions. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah says, the first opinion <coughs> is that it is not a verse. That it is not a verse of the Qur'an, not in Al-Fatiha, nor in any other chapter. And this is the position of Imam Malik rahimahullah. The first opinion is that it is not a verse, not in Al-Fatiha, not in any other chapter. And this is the position of Imam Malik rahimahullah. The second opinion, as mentioned by Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, is that it is a verse of every chapter. And this is the position of Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak rahimahullah. And the third opinion is that Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah stated that it is a verse of the Fatiha. The second opinion was what? That it's a verse of every chapter. And it was the position of Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak. The third opinion is that Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah stated that it is a verse of al-Fatiha. However, Imam Qurtubi rahimahullah says he had varied positions regarding the rest of the chapters. At times he said it is a verse of every chapter and at other times he said that it is not a verse except in Surah Al-Fatiha alone. Yani he had varying narrations going back to him at various times. So, he continues and says, Imam Al-Qurtubi, however, there was no difference of opinion amongst themselves with all of this khilaf that it was a verse from the Qur'an from Surah Al-Naml. Which verse are we talking about? That it's from Sulaiman. And in it is Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. That in Surah Al-Naml, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim is there. So no one has differed about this issue. What's the difference is whether the thing that's before the surahs is that part of the surah or is it not? Now, <coughs> why is there a difference of opinion? Now Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah based his opinion as mentioned by Imam al-Qurtabi rahimahullah upon a hadith collected by Imam al-Dar qutni rahimahullah that Abu Hurair radiallahu an radiallahu an would say <laughs> Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah based his opinion and this was mentioned by Imam al-Qurtabi rahimahullah by a hadith that's in Dar qutni that was narrated by Abu Huraira radiallahu an uh, that would state that if you read Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, that if you read Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Afwan, the hadith is that Abu Huraira radiallahu an would state that if you read, so this is a statement of Abu Huraira, not Nabi sallallahu right? That if you read Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, then say Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Then say Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. And the narration ends with that the Basmalah is one of its verses. Click up in this hadith. Over here. <coughs> so where's the hadith found? In Ad-Dar Qutni. The hadith is the hadith of Abu Huraira. And it is the, the statement of Abu Huraira radiallahu an himself. And so Abu Huraira radiallahu an is saying that if you read Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, then read Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. And Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, the Basmalah is one of its verses. That's the hadith. This is where Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah based his opinion. Now, as for Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak rahimahullah, 
And one of the two opinions held by Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah is that they're based their opinion that it was a verse from every chapter of the Quran, as mentioned by Imam Qurtubi, upon the hadith of uh, upon the hadith in Sahih Muslim, the hadith of Anas radiallahu an, that they were with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was happy. He became happy after waking up from a nap. He was napping, and then he woke up, and he woke up happy, and arose smiling. So we asked the companions, "Why? What has you smiling, O Messenger of Allah? Why are you smiling, O Messenger of Allah?" He replied, "A chapter of the Quran was just recited to me, and so the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam then recited, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Inna a'tayna kal kawthar, Fasalli li Rabbika wanhar." The surah, right? So he gives him, the Prophet is saying in this hadith that I just received the surah and he started reciting the surah, but then what did he do? Before he started, he read Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. So Abdullah ibn Mubarak and those who say that it's from every chapter, they say, click up. He recited this surah, he said it was just revealed to me, and he recited the Bismillah, he recited the Basmala. So they included it as part of every single chapter. Now Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah says, and that which is correct from this statement, so now this is the position of Imam Al-Qurtubi, is the statement of Imam Malik. What was the statement of Imam Malik? Huh? Okay, that the basmala at the beginning of every chapter, you can't say it's not a verse, because it is a verse in Surah An-Naml. So be very careful that at the beginning of every chapter, it is not a verse, neither in Al-Fatiha nor the other chapters. Okay. He says, this is due to the Qur'an not being confirmed by a singular position, but rather through that which is evidence beyond any doubt. It's not because one person says something, then it becomes Qur'an. No, it has to be unanimous. It has to be something that's beyond doubt. Ibn al-Arabi, rahimahullah, who was a scholar, who was what? Maliki, rahimahullah. He says, it is enough for you to know that it is not a verse in the Qur'an because of the varying opinions regarding it. SubhanAllah. He's saying it's enough for you to know that it is not the basmala, it is not a verse. <clears throat> At the beginning of each chapter, يعني, because of the varying opinions regarding it. Whereas the Qur'an has no differences of opinion. The Qur'an has no differences of opinion. So he's saying that it's enough for you to know that this khilaf exists and khalas, that's enough for you. That's how we, that's, that's enough for you. Subhanallah. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah continues and says, The authentic narrations that have no doubt within it are evidences for that the basmala is not a verse. Before the beginning of every chapter, neither in Al-Fatiha nor in any other chapter except in Surah An-Naml. Click out over here. The position is of Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah that the authentic narrations that have no doubt within it are evidences for that the basmala is not a verse neither in Al-Fatiha nor in any other chapter except a verse in Surah An-Naml. So if it's not a verse, right? It's, if we're saying that it's not a verse before every chapter but it's in a mushaf for every chapter, why is that the case? We're saying it's not a verse from, يعني, it's not a verse from the chapter itself, 
nor was it revealed in that sense as part of the surah. So if it's not a verse from the Qur'an in that sense, then why is it in the mushaf that we have today before every chapter? One answer is to remind you to read it. Any dalil for that one? Or <laughs> okay. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he replies to a similar statement. Of why is it in our mushaf? If we're saying that the basmala is not, that's the correct opinion. He's saying that's what Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah's position is. And it's not from <clears throat> the revelation itself. Before every chapter, he's saying, he replied to a similar statement, why is it in our mushaf? Is that one indicating that it is, it is, that it is the Qur'an or it is there. So one, why it's there? To notify you that what comes next is the Qur'an or two, as that which divides the chapters of the Qur'an. As was narrated upon the companions who said, radiallahu anhum ajma'een, we did not know when a chapter had ended until Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim was revealed. The companions, radiallahu anhum ajma'een, they didn't know when a chapter began, when a chapter ended. Until when? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, until that was revealed. So over here, that, yani he is saying, um, that there are yani, different opinions, right? So it is there, either one, that it is Qur'an, that's the first thing, or it is there as that which divides the chapters of the Qur'an as was narrated by the companions, that's the second, or it is there, the third issue is as a means of seeking barakah, tabarrukan, seeking the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through it. So the first is to, one, show that it is the Qur'an. The second, why is it in a mushaf, right? To show one, either, that it is the Qur'an, or it is there as that which divides the chapters of the Qur'an as was narrated upon by the companions radiallahu anhum ajma'een who said we did not know when the chapter had ended until Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim was revealed or it is there, the third possibility is as a means of seeking barakah, tabarrukan seeking the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through it just as the ummah is upon consensus regarding it at the beginning of the books and messages Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah says that these three, that these are all possible. Why is Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim there in the Qur'an? He says these, all of these three are possible. All of these three. One that is from the Qur'an, showing us that this is from the Qur'an. The second is to divide the surahs. Or third is tabarrukan. Asking Allah, yani gaining barakah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through it. That you begin by reading by mentioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before you read. Now, he then brings two narrations of Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah. The first stating that the basmalah is that which was written at the beginning of letters and messages. And the second stating that the basmalah was not revealed in any part of the Qur'an except in Surah An-Naml. And he concludes by again stating that the Qur'an can only be confirmed by that which is unanimous in evidence and the fact that Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah had two opinions on the issue is an evidence that it is not a verse of every chapter. That's what we've done from Imam al-Qurtubi and that's why we closed it about this issue. However, then Hafid ibn Kathir comes. Right? When did Hafid ibn Kathir die? 774. 774, mashaAllah. Now everyone's awake. Now he has a wonderful summary about this issue, about who included it as a verse, who didn't. In his tafsir, he says 
Those who stated that it was a verse from every chapter except Bara'ah, which is Surah what? Surah Tawbah. He says, those who stated that it was a verse from every chapter except Bara'ah, yani Surah Tawbah, was from the companions first. Those who what? What's, what are we saying first? That it was a verse from every chapter. Who was it? From the Sahaba? Ibn Abbas, Ibn Umar, Ibn Zubair, Abu Huraira, and Ali radiallahu anhum ajma'in. Who considered it a verse from every chapter except Surah Tawbah, Ibn Abbas, Ibn Umar, Ibn Zubair, Abu Huraira, and Ali radiallahu anhum. And from the Tabi'een, you don't have to write all of them down if you don't يعني, get the chance to keep up. Ata' Tawus, Sa'id ibn Jubair, Makhul, Az-Zuhri, Abdullah ibn Mubarak, Imam al-Shafi'i, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, in one of the narrations to him, Ishaq ibn Rahoya, please don't say Rahoya, because that's the way of the يعني, Arabic grammarians, it's Rahoya, um, يعني, those who know, know, and Abu Ubaid al-Qasim bin Salam, rahimahumullah, why I'm saying this is important to know what your salaf, first and foremost, who they were, some of the names of the salaf, it's good to know, يعني, have it down pat, and also know the adilla from the tabi'een and the sahaba on who were upon what. We're saying this is يعني, a class about the salaf and the tafsir, so let's go through that now, insha'Allah. Now, Yuhafid ibn Kathir then says, Imam Malik and Abu Hanifa, rahimahumullah, and their followers, rahimahumullah, stated that. It is not a verse from the Fatiha. Imam Malik and Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahumullah, stated that it is not a verse from the Fatiha, nor from any other chapter except chapter Surah An-Naml. Good. So, what was Imam Malik and Abu Hanifa's position? It's a verse? It's, it's not a verse? It's not a verse. It's not a verse. Okay. Dawood mentions So who was Dawood? Anyone know? Not Abu Dawood Dawood al-Zahri If Ibn Kathir mentions Qala Dawood is Dawood al-Zahri Rahimahullah He stated That it is a verse That is a separate verse Mustaqilla It's something separate it's a verse, but it's mustaqilla. In the beginning of every chapter, a verse that's separate, mustaqilla, by itself, right? Alone, separate to the chapter. But it is not from the chapter themselves. <laughs> Dawood al Zahiri, rahimahullah, says, and this is mentioned by Ibn Kathir, he says that it is a verse. That is mustaqilla. Yani a separate verse. A verse that's not combined with it. He says, in the beginning of every chapter, but it is not from the chapter themselves. Ibn Kathir rahimahullah says that this is one of the narrations that goes back to Imam Ahmad rahimahullah. So, what did we learn from that? Okay, that last one, who understood it? Hands. Uh, one, two, few hands, alhamdulillah. <laughs> now over here, what does this mean? 
So it's not part of the surah يعني, from its beginning. It's not number one. But it is a verse. So it's like a combination of both of the aqwal. Uh, so over here, why am I bringing you this? And I'm going to show you something else just at the end, inshallah. Um, I think we might be close to the end. I think we've got a couple more pages left. Um, is that the Sahaba differed. The Sahaba differed amongst themselves and the Tabi'een differed and the Salaf differed on this issue. So don't, if someone says it's from a verse of the Quran and they read it aloud for instance in their Salah, it's not for you to go through and try to make tabdi' say you're a deviant, you're an innovator, uh, my Sheikh doesn't do it at my masjid, what's wrong with you? This is يعني, a khilaf that's there. And no one is putting it on the other, no one is saying the other person who says that it's not a verse is a jahil, none of that. They're saying this is what they use as a dalil, this is what I use as a dalil. Even though Imam Qurtubi rahimahullah mentions what he thought is a stronger opinion, and Allahu alam, it might be the strongest opinion. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. Now, the recitation of the basmalah allowed in the, in the salah, in the prayer. Now, this one's a long one. Um, yani, inshallah, we don't spend too long on it. But this issue is that when you say Allahu Akbar and you read the dua of siftah, and then some places, some people will recite Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen They'll read the basmal aloud Now, what is the position of the scholars regarding this issue? This one's going to trip you up right? now, Anas radiallahu an He says As mentioned by the ulama of tafsir and hadith And is a hadith as found in Sahih Muslim That Anas radiallahu an said I stood behind Abu Bakr siddiq In one narration, I stood behind the Prophet sallallahu and I stood behind Abu Bakr And I stood behind Umar ibn al-Khattab And I stood behind Uthman All of them did not read Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim at the beginning of their prayers All of them did not read Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim at the beginning of their prayers Aisha radiallahu anha stated That the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after the takbir would recite Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen and there was no mentioning of Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. However, it has been authentically transmitted to us that Abu Huraira radiallahu an Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma Muawiyah radiallahu an and Ali radiallahu an would recite it aloud. Right, so over here we have authentic transmissions that some of the Sahaba would read it, and there are other narrations also that Nabi Sallallahu read it. However, we have to go into some of the one that's mentioned in Abu Dawud. I'm sure that one is da'if, but there are some I, I believe in some books that are authentic. I just can't remember right now. But over here we know for a fact that Abu Huraira, Ibn Umar, uh, Ibn Abbas, Muawiyah, Ali radiAllahu an, they did it, and from the Salaf. From the Tabi'een, Sa'id al-Jubair, Ikrimah, Az-Zuhri, Sa'id al-Musayyib, Ibn Sirin, and so many other Tabi'een read it aloud. They read it aloud. However, Ibn Kathir rahimahullah says that the scholars were in consensus. They were in consensus. There was no difference in amongst themselves that the one who read it aloud and the one who did not 
that their prayers was valid to each other. So over here, we have a difference of opinion between the Sahaba even, subhanAllah, of whether it was read and whether it wasn't. Now, there are common modern interpretations of this. It's a pretty big thing, right? Of whether you read Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim out loud or not. They state that the ahadith that said that Nabi Sallallahu and some, this is what, يعني, I was taught this by my sheikh, uh, my father actually. Um, he said uh, that يعني, one of the ways of jama' that you can combine the two is to say it, but not in a completely loud voice. يعني, a way that yes, you say it, you read it, but not as loud as you say, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. So for the ones who says that he didn't read it, it wasn't read out loud like the rest of it. And the ones who said that he did, then you're still reading it. So it's a way of يعني, coming to some sort of com- combination of the ahadith and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. But what do we, يعني, if we say that there were two different opinions, this just shows you that if you do see it in front of you. And I, I've prayed behind some people. يعني, uh, I remember, I think it might, it might have been in our New Zealand trip. Um, Brothers over there, the Ahl Sunnah, generally they read Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim out loud. And uh, some of the brothers that were with us, uh, they were a bit tripping out. <laughs> like, what's wrong with this guy? What did he do? Because they're not used to it. They don't understand. So sometimes something different to you is not necessarily a bad thing. It just means you're, you're, you don't have the dalil with you. They possibly have a dalil that they're following and you don't have that dalil. So just chill, relax. Okay, now continuing. Now what, is some, what are some of the virtues of this verse? I'm just going to give you one athar And this athar, wallahi, when I read it, it blew my mind Now, some people say, this isn't really tafsir يعني, This isn't something that uh, you should be focusing on But honestly, when you read this one it's going to go, Imam Al-Qurtubi, rahimahullah, he says He narrates a narration from Al-Waki' That goes all the way to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud Radiallahu anhu who said that whoever wants that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects him from the 19 keepers, then let him read Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by every letter of it a protection from every one of them. What is the 19 keepers? Over here, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud is saying Whoever wants that Allah protects him From the 19 keepers The 19 keepers Then let him read Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Making making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala By every letter of it A protection from each one of them Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah says The basmalah is 19 letters Okay the basmala is 19 letters and is the same number of angels the keeper of the hellfire the keeper of the hellfire of whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said alayha tis'ata ashar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and over يعني, over jahannam those who keep it يعني, are 19 19 angels who are the keepers of the hellfire 
They are the, يعني let's say, guards over the hellfire. So over here, 19 letters of Basmalah and 19 keepers of the hellfire. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says that about these angels, and they say in every action of theirs, when they are يعني, doing what they do to upkeep the Jahannam for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Whatever they do, they say in every action of theirs, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, and from this statement is their power and their ability. Subhanallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim has 19 letters, and they correlate to the same numbers of the keepers of the hellfire. So Ibn Mas'ud says that if you want to keep away from the 19 keepers of Jahannam, then you should read Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, and with that we يعني, conclude the tafsir of the basmalah barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa jazakumullahu khayran and inshallah next week we continue this program was presented by albayan radio 